Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness, and I'm so excited. You guys get to picture it again. It's the Sophia Petrillo moment. Pretend even if you follow me on Instagram and you just saw me in LA, picture like I'm still in New York because we're recording Getting Curious in New York for the month of November. It is our November issue. It is our journalism moment. It is everything. I'm really excited. I have Wani here. She is, what's your fish title? A fish is design director. Design director of Marie Claire. Which is Marie Claire, which I can I can't do the Claire as well in the French accent. Claire, 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 Claire. Um, so basically, I met Wani because she reached out to me on Insta. I was a fangirl. She was a fangirl, and normally I just send back a little, a little like Wink. love you too. Yeah, but then I accidentally, for some reason, oh, well, you also sent me a DM, which was like everything. I sent you a DM. I yeah. sent you an email. It was a DM. from the Marie Claire, my Marie Claire. Oh, yeah, because that was Work. official. Yeah, so you official. knew I wasn't some troll. Yeah, she wasn't some troll. But you invited me to Marie Claire, and you gave me a gorgeous tour. You gave me some amazing oil cleanser, which uh-huh. we loved. So, But that's how we met, and I have since followed you on Insta. And that's basically kind of how, how I preface you, Stephanie, our gorgeous producer right here. Who we're so gorgeous. With. Um, so sweet. But, but so sweet, so cute. Um, and now we've been friends, and then this is how I preface you to Stephanie. It's basically... I feel like you are, to me, who I want to be when I grow up in the sense of, like, coolness. Like, I don't know if I've ever met someone who I think is, like, cooler than you. Like, you're extremely what? cool. Like when I, And that's, like, one thing I love about your Instagram feed. It's, like, you have, like, this eye and this, like, this, this, just, like, this way of, like, I can tell from, like, what you post. It's, like, the way that you see the world is a really interesting way. And it's, like, one that I'm really, like, into. So... That's that. And then you're, and now since I met you, you become the design director of Marie Claire. Cause before you were like art director, which is is that like VP to like P? Yeah. Is that kind of what it is? I was like the Biden. So you were the Biden and now you're Obama. Yeah. Who reports to Nina Garcia. Yeah. Cause she's a creative director. Yeah. Cause she's like the, now I'm comparing it to Iran. So she's like the Supreme Ayatollah. She is like the queen of Colombia. Yeah. I love her. She's the queen. She is the queen. So that's so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. So kind of what I want, one of the things, well, actually I wanted to know, I, I know this, but just for the children, it's like, where, like, where do you come from? What is your like origin story? Oh my God. I have such a good origin story. Yeah. It's like Batman. Yeah. It's like, I was born in China and my dad was one of the few people who got tested out, to come to America to go to school here. So then he left me when I was three, and I came here from Xi'an. You know where all the terracotta soldiers are? Yeah. I came from Xi'an when I was six years old, and we lived in Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas? Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, my God. My clients, the Daniels, are from Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, my God. Kate, if you're listening to this, whoa, small world. Anyway. Yes. So you so, live in Manhattan, Kansas. Yes, and he had like a $900 scholarship. And we paid $200 for rent and the rest was for food. We had like food stamps and all that. And we had, my little sister was born like a year after I was here. And, um, yeah, so I lived in Kansas for three years. And then when did you come to New York? I came to New York when I started to go to NYU. Right. Which so was... I went to high school in New Jersey, but, um, that was in 2005. Oh no, I graduated from college in 2005. I came to New York and... Literally, like, a week before 9-11. Oh, really? Yeah. That is an origin story. Yes. And that actually is, like, a whole other episode of the podcast that you came here, like, the week before 9-11. Yeah. So, wh- tell me what, like, the daily grind is of the 
of the of the design director of Marie Claire? Like, what is it? Like, what like what's a day in the life of you? There's so many meetings. Just meetings all, all the time. Meetings all the time, but like I'm super hands on. So I design most of the well stories, if not all of them, by myself. And the well, I mean, like, the fashion stories. You know, towards the middle end of the book where all, like, the fashion pages are. And it's just, like, story after story. And then I also design front of pages. Now, when you pages. say story. Yeah, story as in, like, a story? fact, a picture story. Yeah. So, because yeah. it's not, like, an act. Like, you're, so you're, like, basically, like, like you're, like, the effing Grace Coddington. Like, like, like you get to, like, you're, you're like, stand like this. No, I hate that purse. Like, I need you to not look so thirsty. Like, or like, can you look softer? Well, I go to the shoots. Uh-huh. So I go to the cover shoots. And I will say, like, um, her lip color is not working. Like, it needs to change. Take off all the eye makeup and just put on the lip. Just little things that make a big difference that you don't actually know would make a difference. Unless you did. Until you were in it and you yeah. saw it. And in the end, like when we give it to our editor-in-chief to pick out which photo, she always chooses the one that looks the best, that had that little change. Yeah. So, and then is that like your favorite part of the grind, like the actual shoot part? Like would you like – would you prefer go do like I a love the shoot? shoots. I, I do love it, but I like designing. So what does that mean? That means I get on a computer – I take like a big, beautiful letter, like K, and like for Kate Hudson, and I like design it. I type, move the type around, and make it look like it's. It's like a gigantic Instagram post. It's a gigantic Instagram post. That's why I like Instagram so much because it's not like Tumblr where everything just like disappears and goes and tumbles away. But Instagram is like you gram it, but it stays there forever. Right. Yeah. It's like a more like permanent archive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm. It's like I love when Chelsea Handler like is like doesn't like to get too complimenty because it makes her uncomfortable. But like your Insta feed is like so pretty. Oh, thank you. Like I love it. It's really hard work. It's curated like so beautifully. I mean, everybody thinks it's like oh, like you're so. Everybody wants to be effortless. Like you're so effortlessly chic. Your hair so effortless. Like everything that everything takes effort. Looking effortless is really hard. It's really effortless. Like how is, I mean, effortful. Like how long does it take you to do somebody's hair to make it look like they just woke up from bed and every tendril's like. So long. All like distressed and just like a little lived in. Yes. Exactly. Totally. Like just been fucked hair. I love that. Just been effed hair. Yeah. I mean, we. That's not You mastered that. Yeah. You mastered that. Me? Yes. Oh, that's called damaging your hair to the point where when you sleep on it, it wakes up fuzzy. Yeah. But it's fierce. It's fierce. Okay. So then this is like a weird question and I don't. I feel like I've noticed this thing with like, and I don't. I I just realized that like I was a millennial too. Yeah. Like I thought that I was like the one above it, yeah. but it turns out I am too. Yeah. But I feel like there's this thing, like, because you now have like people working under you. Yeah. So how do you see like, are you? How do you see like the millennial, like the younger millennials? I feel like there's this thing with like, well, I'm gonna let you answer it, but mm-hmm. tell tell me how you feel about people under 26 under who you're 26. working with right now. I think. I just recently talked to a friend about this. It's less about whether you're a millennial. It's more about if your parents are immigrants. Oh. If your parents are immigrants, you're much more likely to have a hardworking work ethic that's like a like a no bar. Like you, you do everything by the books. You will like burn yourself to the ground. You literally will work because – You've somehow inherited that gene that your parents like, they'll cut their finger in the kitchen and then they'll just 
work through it. Yes. They put a Band-Aid on it and they're like, I'll sew it back tomorrow. Yes. But I've noticed that because I was like, you know, we have like different people in the art department, but every place that I've worked at, I realized where their parents comes from affects the way they act more. And it, I, I also think maybe, well, actually, I, I was going to say maybe regionalism because I was like, why am I such a hard worker? Because like my parents weren't immigrants. And you I feel are like, a hard worker. But there's, but then there, but then I was like, maybe it's because I'm Midwestern and we're just like, if it's like negative 75, you still like get up and you like go to, you, you go to yes, work. Yes, my boyfriend's like that too. Yeah. You just, that's just what you do. Yeah. Like no, and no one really complains about it because that's just what you do. Yeah. But then sometimes I get confused because it's like, is that us having healthy boundaries or is that us being too brand new? Like, like that work ethic thing of like, no, I can't it's do tricky. that. It's it is. Really it is. It's like, is it self care and is it healthy or is it like. You need to thicken up that skin, sweetheart, and, like, stop quitting every job you get. Yeah, I think it's that if you find the answer to that, then you've found the balance of life. Because if I can just – it, it's so complicated and situational that you don't know. But then there are some people that you just know they're lazy. Yeah. You know? And they're just full of shit. Like, they're yeah. just bullshit. Everything. They're like, oh, well, I couldn't get that. It's coming tomorrow. It's like, no, it's not coming tomorrow. It's not coming because you're doing it. <laughs> and that's why you give it to the person, who can, get person who can get it done. Most likely somebody whose parent is an immigrant. <laughs> I love immigrants. It's because I know there are people who are like 25 that work really freaking hard. And you're like, okay, well, she's Asian, one, because Asian people work really hard. And that's just like, it's not a racism thing. That's just a fact. And I, being Asian, can say that, right? Yeah, oh, totally. And then um, they've come taught by their families to work really hard or they try to prove themselves that they're different than everyone in their family and they work really hard usually that's like the youngest child birth oh order. my god i'm the youngest one yeah birth order I but think that my family too. are all really hard workers like okay. but i also come i come from like a broadcast family so it's like journalism like newspaper tvs it's like yeah we we just you there's no you we don't sleep you just gotta work but when i see you i see like most of all hunger well, she I is feel thirsty. like you're just like thirsty for it. Yeah, literally. she like, is. You did the Gay of Thrones, and then you do your hair thing with the hair story. Yeah, we love hair and story, and I'm still using hair story it's because so of good. you. Isn't um, it such a thing? Yeah, it's such a thing because I don't have to wash my hair all the time, and um, because it's so fried, you know. <laughs> but then, um, uh, yeah, you're, but you're just like a hungry. Yeah, hungry she's hungry. She, we, we're hungry for information. Yeah. Um, okay, so but then what about? Because in Marie Claire, yeah. the editor, do you call it the editor board or something? Like, like the like the people, like the heads of every like just the heads of every department. Or like, what's the breakdown of like women to men? Oh, like ninety nine percent women and like one gay guy. Which I live for this. Yes, but like, where do you see, like, where do you see women in journalism across the board? Because it's more all women. Do you feel like? Do you deal with like a sexism or like misogyny and in, in, in or have you like in your in your industry? Maybe not at like your workplace now, but like in your career, like have you had to deal with like sexism and Yes, I think women treat weak seeming women worse. Like women who act very feminine, who are soft spoken, who are traditionally feminine. I see people who seem very masculine, even though they are women, treating them like they're mice. Ah. Because they think they're mousy. 
That's interesting. You know, and it's like they they look down at the ones that are shy, unless you work really hard. I love that story. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, we actually I don't like that story that people bully, but the way that you like convey it, I love. Okay. Um. Okay. So you guys, that's we're gonna take a really quick break, two seconds, and we're gonna be back with more getting curious right after this. <laughs> Instead of door busting for a plasma TV this Black Friday, how about you stay in and snag the best deal of all? Max Fun Con 2017 tickets. Max Fun Con West returns to Lake Arrowhead next June, and Max Fun Con East is back in the Poconos next September. Tickets for both go on sale Friday, November 25th, and they're gonna sell out fast. So mark your calendars and visit maxfuncon.com on November 25th to secure your spot. Max Fun Con. Way more fun than a smartwatch or whatever. Is the newest season of The Great British Bake Off any good? What exactly are furries? What shows should I binge watch on Netflix? What movie should I go see this weekend? Hey, how did Crash win Best Picture? I'm still mad about that. For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable show with me, Guy Branham. Winter Mitchell, Margaret Wappler, and Oliver Wang. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcasts. I'm not going to judge. And then welcome back to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. And we are here with Wani. And then how do I say, give me, can I, can I get a full, beautiful pronunciation of first and last name altogether? Yes, it's- Jiang Wan Yi. That was really pretty. But, so you agree? You think yeah, I'm really pretty? Yes. But okay. That's, but so in so but in Mandarin. 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 Yeah. We say last name first. Is that what just happened? Yes. Yeah. But so fashion inspiration. Yeah. When you were a little baby girl. Yeah. Oh my god. I so have the answer for this. Yeah. Who was it? Never ending story. The childlike empress. Oh my god, I love that. You know, she's like in her like little baby Chloe dress yes. with a little like teardrop diamond on her forehead and she's like, Bastion, say my name. Oh, that was so major. Good. What else? What 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 else? Um, what well, it's just like what I watched on TV. So you're more TV inspired. I don't Actually, I don't know. Well, I watch I believe like that whole thing about your brain being fully formed by the time you're like whatever age like 16 or six or something like that like you're deeply influenced by what you see in your childhood yes so i spent year one year six in china so i watched this like show called dream of the red mansion and everything's super dreamy all the girls look like they're dressed in gucci gucci now so that's why i love gucci now but i'm looking at this i'm like i saw this like 20 years ago in 89 it was on tv so it's just like flowy chinoiserie type dresses red baby pinks baby blues and then like a burst of like hot orange and that's what's going on now that's what's going on now oh my god i love that so people just take inspiration from the past just to recycle so then what else like what else are you about like what else do you see from your childhood that is like really relevant now like 90210 oh yeah like a platform but like fashionly speaking, you fashionly do- speaking, like Shannon Doherty was like the one. I think so. It's like about look at it's- all the Levi's, like the Levi's jeans, the high waisted jeans, the sweatshirts. 
people got bangs. Yes, everyone's got bangs right now. Everyone's got bangs. Ugh. Okay, so then what was your first... Because I'm really trying to... What was your first moment when you were like, okay, I'm going to be like... I want to be a fashion editor. Well, I'm not a fashion editor. I'm a graphic designer because I hated my life. And I used to work at Vogue. And I used to work at Men's Vogue doing marketing. And I hated it. And I'm like, why am I unhappy? Because I'm at this like perfect, fancy, very prestigious brand and company. And I just watched my coworkers who were working in the art department designing. And they taught me. And then Men's Vogue, the magazine folded. It closed. Mm -hmm. And my coworker looks at me and he's like, you should go back to school. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to school as a 26-year-old. Literally goes back. I go back to SVA first day of school. SVA SVA is a school of visual arts, which just literally like a work school for graphic designers. Yeah, like I want like okay. So I just had to move apartments, and it was like, and it was really hard to find like because you know when you find a new apartment, like you want that moment of like that, and I want that moment from you. What's my first? Well, I always liked clothes, and because I have a graphic eye and I like art, I always like fine painting. That's how I started in art. I oil painted right you did yes i'm really good oil painter i'm probably a better oil painter than i am a designer so because if you're good at proportions if you're good at type you're good at dressing for your body because you know what will flatter a shape but i always liked watching tv with the pretty girls i like had these chinese fans with girls faces painted on them. i was obsessed with girls faces i just like pretty things i love that but i i'm not just pretty you know what i mean like well, you just, have a lot of depth yes yeah. so like a lot of times i struggle with the fact that like am i being too superficial like what does this even matter like w- you know like what really matters is family and spending time with friends and then i'm like oh but that jacket will look so good with those pants yes so how do you bring that together i mean is that kind of just like the line that you're walking now in your life i think that's like the same line where you're like how do you know when to draw the line tell someone no i can't do this for you and then when you realize like i'm just being a big ass baby and i should just fucking help this person with their job right so hard everything's about that balance right and it sounds so like generalizing but i feel like that's what people go to therapy for to like balance out their mind no that's exactly what i go to therapy for i mean my one therapist I, she was amazing but she she took me by the shoulders and she was like kind of throwing me from like side to side and she yeah. was like this is you yeah and she's like do you know where you need to be and i was like no and then she just like stopped and mm-hmm. i like and like just like like rested me in the middle yeah. and she was like here yeah she's like you don't she's like you don't understand where balance is yeah like you need to find your balance that is such a thing well because you're working 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 and you go 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 and then at the same time you're like doing yoga and all of these things that's but what you're i'm like, trying to medicate it i'm trying right. to like i'm trying to find it you're trying to mediate into like yeah middle ground so but then back to marie claire yeah so like when like, is it the kind of the head of every of every department that kind of like that gets together the consensus of like what Marie Claire's like platform of like this is what we think is hot this is where we think it's going this is what we mm-hmm. think you should be wearing and buying for hair skin makeup mm-hmm, totally the beauty department is huge in that because you know beauty's you being a hair person beauty is huge huge I feel like huger than fashion well I mean yeah I mean 
what goes on our skin and our hair and how yeah. we look is like it's all a part of fashion right and They're well, all, like, girl will always have her face but she can't always wear like size two jeans right but is but when you're talking about the fashion industry like all of that stuff just goes so hand in hand because like yeah so I, I think that like i mean to me like hair and makeup like is fashion yeah like they're all in like the same thing it is so what's so what does marie claire think of like right now like what, what, like, what do what's, we like what's right fierce now? what's everything what's everything there's so actually, many like not what's everything let me rephrase that because i was like yeah. i want to put my katie Couric hat on for a second yeah to you uh-huh. what's the most inspiring about what marie claire thinks is hot right now because i'm really more concerned about you well well okay for one we have a colombian creative director who's a minority right and we have a asian american design director who's a minority like what other magazine has that nobody nobody not like so we're bringing culture we're bringing culture subconsciously into a magazine and diversity subconsciously into a magazine that pretty much for a long time only had white women oh it did i mean i feel like a majority of magazines like in like the in this tier yeah majority of the time have white women or they put a black woman on the cover and she doesn't look black right so like not embracing cultural diversity yeah there's and always some complaints about it. yeah we are so i think we like a lot of like we like things that are more like luxe and just not as like bubblegummy as other magazines it's a little bit more real now do we feel more, i think it's a little more like intricate like a lot more like depth to it because of our backgrounds. So, I mean, one, I'm really like, you know, I, I do test holidays here and I work with Denise Badeau a lot mm-hmm. and I love them. I think they're like both so effing fierce, mm-hmm. but do you feel like, cause I mean, I honestly don't really like, I watch my clients read magazines, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm like all about the hair. Mm-hmm. So all I care about is like the hair. I, I know. But how do you <laughs> feel about like, if we're talking about like, inclusion of like women of color into the fashion landscape where do you feel like marie claire fits in with like women or like plus size women i think it we're the one magazine that has a page for a plus size a different plus size girl every month oh i love that that? it's called big girl in a skinny world i love that so every month it used to be nicolette mason every month who's gorgeous yeah we love Love her. her we love her um but now we've like changed it up so every month is a different hot new plus size girl i really love that 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 fashion is going there consciously more yeah that we're like just like including more i love that that's like in yeah like just including more people totally and i think certain designers are much more open to it right i think like diamond fertzenberg makes it a a thing to make sure her models aren't too skinny and that they're all different races if you look at her past few shows yeah she's kind of She's so cool. She's I so loved it cool. when she did like that portrait where she was just like right up in the camera with like nothing on her face. Yeah, she's, like giving she's like kind so of much fearless. Realness. Yeah, I just love that about her. Mm-hmm. She ain't scared. Yeah, she's, that's what fearless means. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Where do you go to uh-huh. get inspired? Where do I go to get inspired? And he closes his laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to Paris. That's my favorite place in the world. I go to China because that's who I am deep down from the bones, right? Like I feel much more heightened in sensitivity when someone speaks Chinese to me. 
And it's only, I've only been there for six years of my life. But everything that I do will have like a calligraphy swash to it. Like just Ooh. something feels like it's woven, it's sewn. You know, like the, even the music, it has like a tinge to it. It just doesn't feel completely Western. And I think that works in my favor. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's like, it's super, it's just interesting. Like, you're just such an interesting person. I mean, like, really, you are, like, I, and I see it, because it's like, it's like, it's not like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a kiss. This is like from Instagram? Well, no, just from like, that and like, from our like, interactions that we've had, I just feel like it's not, like, it's just like, it's like a little like, it just makes you like, unique and like, different. Like, you're like, your life experience like, makes you like, unique and different. Right, right. And I think that that's, like, I think that's, like, fascinating. So China, Paris, where else? China, Paris. What if you can't I'm, go there? What about I if you're always, in the city? Like, for, for a while when I was single, every single weekend I went to, I went to the MoMA or the Met. Because there's always something different every day, every day. I think it was George Lewis. He said to always go every week and you'll always see something new. And he's right. I so I always story. go every week. Um, Even now you still do? I go with my boyfriend all the time. Like, I'll just be like, hey, let's go. Let's go to the MoMA. Let's go to the Met Bauer. They had this exhibit called Unfinished. So all the stuff is paintings that artists didn't finish. And sometimes it looks cooler than if they finished it. It's like a girl with Marie Antoinette clothes and no face. Oh, my. I love that. I was like, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, like, finish it in your head? Yes. And it's great for selfies. Oh yeah, that is good for selfies, which we are. I'm really worried about that it's like all the time. Space. That's like all I think about is like I'm like this light would be really good. For I a know because we're the generation of of selfies. I love but that's a okay selfie. too. It's okay. I don't like it when people. Well, I could really talk about this forever, but like I really don't like it when people like social media shame. Like like if you're like if you're like minding your own business, taking a selfie, and someone's mm-hmm. like gives you extra, or if you're like with someone and you're like oh, I'm gonna take a selfie really quick, and they're like yeah, oh, it's like how about. Like, whatever that one French phrase is about, like, I'll do me and you do you. Like, yeah. how about, it? I get, if you don't want to take a selfie right now, you go over there and don't take one and leave me yeah, alone while I do. exactly. Like, and if I want to tweet about it, I'm gonna. Exactly. And if you don't want to tweet about it right now, that's cool. But don't shame me for my wanting to tweet. Mm-mm. But I also think people should have an, most people have an instinctive feel to whether the person taking the selfie is a narcissist who's a sociopath or if that person is a good person that just wants to take a selfie. And yeah. I, you know those people on Instagram with beautiful pictures, but you just know they're psychopaths? Like, you know they're, like, <laughs> so, so, sociopaths, as in, like, they have no feeling, they're completely narcissistic, and you don't follow them. Yeah. You're like, why? Or, like, you start following them, and then you're like, this person's a douchebag. Like, what makes that person <sighs> selfie so annoying but yours fabulous. Like, why am I like, yes, Jonathan, another shirtless selfie. I love it. But then somebody well, else. Well, because you I'm know like, me in IRL, so you like, I think it's like. No, I was like that with you, even not in IRL. Because oh, you, you, you can tell when a person has layers. Well, you can tell when something's an onion or when something's a fucking plastic bag. And I'm not talking about the American Beauty plastic bag that no, floats around it. that's like beautiful. Like, I'm talking about like. Dwayne like Reed. it's killing fish in the sea. It's like not living its best life. Yeah, like, like you open and there's like cocaine in it. Yeah, we hate that. No, she's Coke not making you feel beautiful. No, later. 
Okay, so now this is always a point in the podcast where I'm like, like it's like I feel like I need to like come up with a new analogy for this, but I feel like my guests never listen to the podcast, so it always works. Okay, um, it's like it's like um, it's like if you go to yoga and you really wanted to like to do an inversion practice, or you really wanted to do like you know Ashtavakrasana, and I didn't teach that that day. Like, what did I miss about like what do you want to say about Marie Claire about how it gets put together about your job about journal women in journalism about fashion about anything that we've talked about what do you what do you want to say to the people i want to say that nothing's perfect and that's okay and that you should really appreciate where you are in this moment no matter what job you have but always look back and appreciate how hard you worked to get there because I worked really hard to get here and today was super hard and super overwhelming but now that I look at it again in hindsight here sitting with you I realize that it's all worth it and we're all in an amazing place so nobody needs to be perfect and you should appreciate life and the people you love for who they are right now Ah. Uh. You took me there, girl. <laughs> she took me there. He's gonna cry. Oh uh, yeah, oh, she's gonna make me cry. I want people to be able to find you and see. Can, can you? T- can we tell people what your Instagram is? Yeah, totally. What is it? Where's it's your feed? One easy. Since it's like you know, one It's W A N Y I Z E E. And that link is going to be on the episode description of whatever device you're listening to this on. And then, what about your Twitter? Do you tweet? This is the same thing, but I don't. I barely tweet. I tweet about Game of Thrones and, homemade, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> I just want to give Stephanie Baby shout out. She was our producer for this episode. She's yes, amazing. Stephanie. Um, her Twitter handle is also going to be on the link of this episode description or whatever you're uh, listening to this on. If you ever want to work with her for production, she's amazing. Um, and you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's produced by. Uh, Maximum Fun Productions. Jesse, we love you so much. Thank you so much for producing our podcast. Um, and we also want to thank Quinn. She made our theme music freak. We love her. And again, hashtag getting curious. Tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram me. Oh, my Instagram's Gay of Thrones. You can follow me there. You already know that. That link will be down there too. Um, and yeah, we really appreciate the reviews. Give it to us. Subscribe us. Do all the things. Tweet us the most. And thanks so much for listening to Getting Curious. We'll see you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.